and new mercy this morning in giving us your grace that will help and enable us to lead as you've called us to lead, to be a father, to be a, a dad, be grandfathers. Help us, Lord, to be all that you've called us to be in this new year to our family. Lord, I pray right now, even as Peter said it this way, be considerate. Help us to be considerate as we live with our wives, Lord. And help us to treat them with respect as the weaker partner. Thank you, Lord, that we can enjoy this life together as heirs of your gift, the gracious gift that you give us. And Lord, we pray in doing this that our prayer life this year would be stronger and more fruitful than we've ever known. We do come boldly by the blood of Christ, but Lord, we come humbly and we ask you to serve Help us to serve our wives and to love them and to minister to them considerately and inherit all of your blessings together with our family. In Jesus' name, we pray for every marriage in this church and every home and every child that our children would be taught of the Lord and their peace would be great. Fill our homes with the peace of God, with the light of God and love of God. In this new year, Lord, may it be more than we've ever dreamed, hoped for, prayed for. Do something by your Spirit in our lives and in our marriages and our homes that only you can do. Spark it now through us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Luke, Jesus was having a conversation with a man that he knew that the situation that he was in was impossible. And he said this, he said... With men, or with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Now, I, th I find it interesting that Jesus said, this is impossible. So I want to pray for whatever it is in the men in here, and the men in our congregation, and the New Life Churches. Whatever the this is, it's impossible. The man can't solve it. Or the king, I need a healing, God. I need a financial breakthrough. I need something. And only God is the one that can do that. He recognized that today. So I want to pray that prayer this morning. What is impossible in your life today? It's like, I just don't see any way out. I don't see any solution. I don't see anything, any resolve in this. Well, God does. That's when we turn to Him. I just sense there's some men in here this morning that need that prayer this morning. So will you pray with me now? Whatever it is that this is in your life, it's impossible. And only God can solve. It could be a marriage. It could be a financial issue. It could be whatever. A child. Let's just let's believe God for the impossible today, okay? Let's go big. Well, Father, we come to you today. And, Lord, just like you had that conversation with the man that you knew his situation was impossible. You knew that, Lord. And you knew the solution was that if he, if he would go to God, it would be solved. And, Lord, we come today because you're a miracle worker, Lord. You can cause anything to happen. And, God, I pray, first of all, for the men in here that are faced with a situation that's impossible. I don't know how this is going to solve. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We come to you today, Father, believing that you have the solution, God. We trust you in that, God. We proclaim that. You're Lord over everything. And, Father, I pray that for all of New Life Church, Lord Jesus, today, that whatever situations are people are in, Lord, today. They're impossible. Their back's against the wall. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need a healing. Only God can do that. Lord, we come to you today believing that you are the one that can solve issues, Lord, that can make anything happen. Lord, we don't deny reality, but we come to the one that can change reality, and that's you. We believe that today, God. Bless these men, God. I pray today in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, man, you know how much stronger we are when we're together than when we're separated, when we're individual, when we're isolated. And, of course, we all know that that's the enemy's plan, to divide and conquer. So I want to encourage us today. John 13, 35, Jesus said, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another, not just your love for the world, but your love for one another as disciples. Father, we thank you for your love for us. And I just pray today, God, that we as men would see each other as invaluable, necessary brothers that we must unite with, Lord, that we must love unconditionally, forgive each other of our shortcomings and stand together and fight together and encourage one another, Lord God to challenge one another, to be the men of God you've called us to be. Lord, to be the husbands we need to be to our wives, to be the fathers we need to be to our children. Lord, to love one another so the world will see we are different and they will want what we have, Lord. Lord, you encouraged us in Psalm 133 when you said how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Lord, I speak unity over us together here this morning and in the body of believers at New Life Church. God, that we would unify, that we would not be divided, that we would not fight over frivolous things. Lord, but we would join our strength and our faith together and stand as we move forward into this new year. Lord, I pray that we would stand together, stand against the plans of the enemy. We know a house divided against itself can't stand. And we know the enemy of our souls comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, you said that you came to give us life and life to the full. So together today, we resolve to resist the enemy. Devil, we tell you you're defeated in our lives. You have no place. You must flee in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to fill us afresh and anew today. Come in your power, in your presence, like empty vessels fill us to overflowing. Mold us and shape us into the men of God that you have called us to be. Help us build community here at New Life Church, community in our homes. God, I pray that you would raise up leaders who would join others together in small groups to study your word. Lord God, to fight for one another, to hear one another's burdens, to bear one another's burdens, to encourage one another and be the body of Christ so that our love would be seen by the world and they would know we are your disciples and they too would want to be in the family of God. To your glory, to your honor, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, men pray for our work and just as I was looking amongst you and just praying and asking what's on the Father's heart this morning and just so strongly uh, just thinking the words of Proverbs without a vision people will perish without revelation we cast off restraint and there's some of you here in regards of your work that you've lost a vision for what God has done why he's put you there and that he wants to reignite sense of purpose and calling and why you're there and it's only to come through the revelation of the Lord and so the charge for some of you men this morning is that this week set aside to pray and press in and fast 
is for you to engage and then through that, that the Lord is going to reveal something in your workplace. It could be a vision for your boss. It could be a vision for your coworkers. It could be a vision of those that you provide leadership and management for. And just, just as I was praying, just for each of you, I just saw so clearly someone that just seemed like an impossible situation, that, that God did something relationally that gave you favor, that you had a vision for somebody that maybe even an antagonist for you, that God melted a heart there. And that through that, that you were able to actually pray with that person in a workplace context. And that through that, just the, the, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ just shined in that workplace. And suddenly all your work and all your frustration and all the toil of your work just changed because you brought the presence of the Lord through that. And I just, I just would ask for all of us that God would give us fresh revelation for our work in this year, that God has anointed you and appointed you for such a time as this in this place of work where you're at. No matter how menial the task feels at times, no matter how mundane, but God is just ready to reveal to you. He is, he is a whisper away of giving you a fresh word from the Lord to see people, not as task, not as an agenda, not as what you can do to serve yourself or serve others, but rather it is, it is that the word of God is ready to be proclaimed and go forth and you're the carriers. God has commissioned you as ambassadors for the workplace. He has anointed you in this sacred work. And that can only change, that can only shift in you as you spend time in his presence and you ask the Lord to reveal his heart for the people in your workplace. So Lord, I just pray over that word. And Lord, I just pray even now, Lord, that you would just literally let these men see in the eyes of the people in their workplace. Lord, Lord that I just pray just a spirit, just, just as Jesus talked to the disciples, that they would have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand that they would see with kingdom eyes as they step into their workplace. That you've given us tasks and agendas and strategies for context to be able to enter into relationship. That the kingdom of God is built through relationship and these men are surrounded by people just waiting, anticipating. They need the kingdom of God. They need the hope of Christ. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move among these men in this day and you would reveal your heart, your presence. They would catch a glimpse of just what you want to see for kingdom purposes in Colorado Springs and their city, the city, this workplace. And let these men catch just a fresh sense that you have anointed them and you've called them out. You've commissioned them for gospel work to go and be and just make disciples. Happens right in their workplace and it starts today. And Lord, it is a spiritual work. It's not something we can muster up. It is something that has to come from your Holy Spirit. So we ask God that you would move among us today and begin just, Lord, I just speak it out just so tenderly, but just so assuredly, Lord, that we would see revival in the workplace. Let it happen. Let it happen that the kingdom of God would come forth in the marketplace and everywhere someone puts their hand to and that you would bless these men. Where there's financial need, I pray for favor, Lord. I pray that you would meet the needs of these guys and their families. You can do it. Lord, you own it all. So just, Lord, I just pray that you would release provision on their behalf. Lord, you would align their thinking to your work. And Lord, we just want to see your kingdom come. We're so excited about that. So Lord, reveal to these men 
what's on your heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. And lastly, if you want to just put your hand on somebody's shoulder around you, just begin to pray for them. Even if you don't know their name, just begin to bless them. Bless their families. Speak life over them. Pray for the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, to guard their heart and their mind. Pray for unity in their families. Father, thank you so much for the body of Christ. Thank you that we don't have to live alone, but we can walk with other men and be sharpened by other men. God, thank you for community. Father, we just pray your blessing and your fullness upon every one of these men. Blessing of joy and peace and abundance, perseverance, faith. May this be a faith-filled year for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody says, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. It's good to see you this morning. I know some of you have to get to work, and so we're going to do our very, very best to be finished by 7.30. So I've got about 16 minutes. I want to share something just real quick. Then I'm, uh, Towards the end, I'm going to invite a couple guys to come up and uh, offer a few words as well, and then we'll uh, get about our day. First of all, look at on your table. Here's some brochures. On the back side of this is a list of what's coming up within our uh, men's ministry, different gatherings. So on the first Tuesday of every month, we gather in here for breakfast and prayer, just like we're doing today. Uh, so that'll happen throughout the year. And then we've got a decades gathering coming up in February and a men's night out in April. And then there's also a brochure and a flyer here promoting this Love and Respect Marriage Conference. I've been to one of these in the past. It is so rich. It's so helpful. And so I really want to encourage you to consider going to this. This is going to be in February as well. And I think that'll be an investment into your marriage that's going to be well worth your time. All right, when I was praying this morning about, God, what are you saying? What are you, how are you encouraging these men? What are you speaking uh, I really felt like he was pretty clear with what he wanted me to share. Now, he's speaking to us corporately as the church. He's speaking to us corporately as the body of Christ, as men. But he's also speaking to us on an individual basis. He's speaking in such a unique and personal way. And I believe what he's saying is the same thing that he said a couple thousand years ago to Simon Peter. It's the same thing he said to Matthew. He looked him square in the eyes and he said, follow me. And as we settle into a new year, I believe Jesus is giving each of us a fresh invitation to follow him. I believe that's what he's saying. I believe he's looking you square in the eyes and he's smiling and he's saying, follow me. This year, follow me. Follow me. Keep in step with me. It's just a fresh invitation. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, we're Christ followers. But how easy is it to settle into a daily rhythm where we find ourselves trying to make it work on our own, trying to keep all of the balls in the air, trying to bring everything together? And it's easy to forget, wow, this is not all up to me. I'm a Christ follower. 
I'm not the leader. I am a follower of Christ. I have the privilege today of walking with Christ, listening to him, learning from the master, and knowing, knowing without a doubt that he is absolutely interested in every area of your life. Every area. And so the invitation is, hey, follow me. In your work, follow me. Jesus is like, I'm pretty good at this. With your family, Jesus is saying, follow me. I'm pretty good at this. Follow me. But we have to choose to trust in him and submit to him. Proverbs 3, I think, really uh, is is so powerful. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord. We're going to put this on the screen. Verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Now notice that doesn't say in some of your ways. In most of your ways. In just your spiritual life. It says in all of your ways. Everything that comprises you. Everything that goes into your life. Trust in him. Submit to him. You know the word submit. In other translations. uh, It says acknowledge. But the original word there is translated different words. But one of the ways it's translated is to experience. The same word is used. Adam experienced Eve. So it's not like a mental, yes, check, okay, I'm mentally acknowledging God. But what this is saying in all of your ways, in your work, in your family, in your relationship, in your finances, in all of your ways, experience God. Isn't that a neat invitation? To experience intimacy with God in all of your ways. And he will make your path straight. But it really does require the trust. It really does require, okay, in order for me to submit to you, Jesus, in my finances, in order for me to submit to you in my work, in my family, I have to trust that you're better at this than I am. I I think a a picture of this, uh, about 10 years ago when my wife and I were getting ready to get married, my mom came to us and my mom was planning the rehearsal dinner and she loves a good party. She always has a theme and she, she organizes everything and it's just like, hold on for the ride because she's planned this party. And so she came to Ashley and I and she said, okay, for your wedding rehearsal, I will give you a gift, a sizable chunk of money if the two of you will learn to ballroom dance and perform this dance for people at your wedding. Now my first thought was, sizable chunk of money, come on. And my second thought was, ballroom dancing? What? And so, motivated by this sizable chunk of money that she had offered, Ashley and I started going to dance lessons, ballroom dance lessons. And I think it was the second lesson where she gave me the look, like, really? Now, you you must know, she has danced her entire life. In fact, in high school, she was on a national championship dance team. I mean, she's, she's a dancer. And you must also understand, I'm not a dancer. I grew up wrestling. So when I get close, I like when I do a headlock. And so we show up at the the dance lessons, and the the dance instructor said, okay, Gabe, you need to lead. You need to be confident. You need to be bold. And you need to lead Ashley. And so know what you're doing, and step, point, step. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And so that's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to lead. 
The wrestler, the non-dancer, is trying to lead the national champion dancer in dancing. And I was stepping on her, and I was bumping into her, and she kind of gave me that look like, really? I have to follow him? I think it should be the other way around. But I think that's a picture, if we're not careful, that's what happens with Jesus. We think sometimes in our work that we know better than he does. Or sometimes when it comes to working through challenges that, okay, God, I think I've got this one. And I believe the invitation is Jesus is saying, you know, I'm the master. I'm the master. And I have a solution for that. And my wife was so gracious and she let me lead and she let me stumble all over her. But with Jesus, it's the opposite. With Jesus, when we sign up to be a Christ follower, we're not signing up to say, okay, I'm going to submit, but this is really going to, I just got to kind of get through it because that's what it means to be a Christ follower. It's the opposite. We're saying, he's the master. He's the genius. He is brilliant at everything. And he's saying, hey, follow me. As I nudge you, it kind of is like a dance. I know that's kind of weird for men to picture dancing and all of that. But if you think about it, it's the nudging, it's the leading. It's Jesus doing what Jesus can do and leading us in such a masterful way. And sometimes it won't necessarily make sense this year. That's what I believe uh, God was saying as I was praying specifically. God, do you have a word for these men that they can hang on to? And I believe what he's saying is if, if you will follow me in 2016. If you'll commit to that, if you'll commit to keeping in step with me and following me in all of your ways, I believe God is saying that he will lead you to places that you could never get to on your own. Now think about that in your life. Think about that with what you're facing in different areas of your life. If you will commit to following him this year, he will lead you to places that you could not get to on your own. And again, sometimes it's like we feel like he's leading us in a direction that doesn't make sense. It's Simon Peter in Luke 5 who's been fishing all night. And Simon Peter is the fisherman. He's the, he, that's what he, that was his trade. And then here comes Jesus in the, in the natural, from human, a human perspective. Jesus was the carpenter. And Jesus says, hey, put your boat back out into the deep water. And the fisherman looks at the carpenter and says, wait a minute. Really? We were out there all night. You want to go back out there? The good fishing happens at night, Jesus. But he doesn't argue with him. He says, okay, because you've said so, Master, let's do this. And they push off into the deep water, and they put down the nets. And what happens? So many fish fill the nets that the boat starts to sink. And I picture Jesus smiling. Carpenter, huh? See, here's the thing with Jesus. His specialty, his expertise is whatever you're doing in that moment. His expertise is your work. So for Mark, who faithfully goes out with his tow truck day after day, Jesus' specialty is running a business, that, that, that kind of business. And for all of you guys, for Aaron, who goes out and works hard with his hands, and Bobby, and these different guys, whatever your work is, Jesus' specialty is that. That's his expertise. And this year, I believe he's saying, follow me. Learn to keep in step with my spirit. 
Now, one way uh, to make this really practical, because I know uh, this can be like, it can be confusing for some guys to say, yes, I get it, I want that, but I don't know how to do it. I, I, that's confusing. It's like listening to a foreign language and saying, okay, you've heard a, a person talk in a foreign language, now go do what they said. Like, I don't know what they said. Don't be overwhelmed and confused if, if this is foreign to you. If this idea of listening and following Jesus closely on a daily basis, here's the promise. In Matthew 7, the promise that Jesus made is if you seek, you'll find. If you knock, the door will be open. This is for all of us. This isn't just for the spiritual elite or certain people. God is saying, if you will knock, I will open the door. If you desire to grow in your ability in 2016 to follow Jesus more closely, he'll show you. He'll teach you. That's a promise. That's why the invitation is for you. It's not just for some of you in here. The invitation is for your heart. It's for you. Jesus saying, follow me. Follow me, and I'll lead you to places that you couldn't go on your own. So, so one thing you can do on a practical level is ask God, God, give me one word that serves as kind of a theme for 2016. One word that I can look through and get a picture of what you're doing this year. One guy who, who has done this in the past, uh, the, the word that God gave him was humility. And so as he went through that year, he knew, okay, God, one of the things that God is specifically doing this year is he's wanting to work humility into my life. And so he wanted to follow. He wanted to cooperate with that word. And so throughout the year, he specifically and intentionally made decisions that required humility. And at the end of the year, he looked back, and there was so much increase in that man's life. There was increase in every area of his life. Because at the beginning of the year, he said, God, what are you doing? You're the leader. I'm a Christ follower. So God said humility. And then throughout the year, he obeyed. He intentionally made those decisions. And then he saw the results. At the end of the year, he was, it was like the fish filling the nets. Like, wow. I don't know if I would have made those decisions if you wouldn't have spoken humility to me because it was hard. He had to do some things that were really hard. But at the end of the year, he said, Wow. God, you're pretty good at this. And it just made him want to follow even more the next year. And so to close things out, I, I want to invite uh, Travis and Matthew to come up. These guys are going to talk for just a couple minutes each, two or three minutes each. And uh, both of these guys, as we uh, look at 2016, both of these guys asked God to give them a word. God, what's, what's that one word that you're giving me that will... Uh, be a window into what you're doing. And so I've asked him just to say, what, what was that process like as you prayed? Uh, what did God show you? And then how are you going to intentionally cooperate with that in 2016? So we'll start with Travis. Oh, man. He started with me. That's fun. So when Gabe brought this up, uh, my family and I have been going through a very transitional month from, just from, from literally December 4th until today. Um, we've been in the Marine Corps for the past nine years, and we're trying to figure out what's next for our family, what's next for our life, who do I want to be as a, as, a, as a Christ follower, who do I want to be as a man, who do I want to be, what do I want to be, and I really feel like God was putting on my heart that, you know, we can, you can do whatever you want, you can be whatever you want, so I started to pray about it, like, who am I as a, as a non-active duty Marine, you're never not a Marine, but, you know, um, so really started to think about what, what I wanted to do, and 
this concept of praying for a single word came up, it was, it was, it was, it was just like, like a weight had dropped. So I started praying, and I started getting all these different words, and I was like, man, maybe God wants me to concentrate on a lot of things. I'm getting power. I'm getting strength. I'm getting love. I'm getting all these different words. And I, was just, I heard God say, just keep praying. I'm giving you all these words, but just keep praying. So I started thinking about the words, and um, trust came to mind. Trust that I will, I, I will make you strong for your family. Trust that I will give you love for your family. Trust that I will provide. Trust in God. So trust is really my anchor word for, for, for this year, um, really trusting God. I heard God tell me, I want you to trust me more than you have ever trusted me in your entire life. Trust me this year, and, and, and just, I just really felt him say, just whenever you read scripture, whenever you look into, into the word, just think of trust and trusting me and just giving it all to me, and, and we'll walk together instead of having me drag you <laughs> the whole time which is what it kind of feels like he's doing. He's like, I'm gonna, I, I will, I'll provide for you, but I'm, I'm tired of dragging you. Just trust me. Just come with me. Walk with me. So um, I really encourage you to, 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 to really keep praying about this and, and just, under, and just to, to try to find that one word. You may get several words at first, but try to find that anchor word for 2016 that's really going to lead, just jumpstart your prayer life, jumpstart your, 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 your life and your community. And I, and I promise it'll give you a focus in, in reading scripture and it'll, 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 it'll help to literally have the Lord start walking with you instead of having, you dra- have, having him drag you most of the way, which is what I felt. So I appreciate you, Gabe. Thank you. I like that, Travis. Thank you. And, and how God gave him specific words, several different words, I think that's good because he's doing so much in our lives, in our families, in our work. And so with Matthew, he, he's going to share. He's been praying for a word about his family. And so you can share what that process was like and the word that God gave you. Cool. Uh, do you guys believe that God speaks to us? That's, that's the beauty of this. And so it's not just a um, New Year's resolution, right? First uh, Thessalonians 5.23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify us whole, our whole body, our whole spirit, our whole soul. And so the beauty of this is our family saying, Lord, what would you want new for us? So we've, we we have um, a word for our family. We have a goal for our family. Not that our kids are successful. Not that our one goal is that we would have faith as our family. And we walk that out by loving the Lord and loving each other. And for, for a few years now, we've sat around New Year's Eve with a bunch of friends. And we've all shared our word that we felt the Lord is speaking into our family to focus on for the upcoming year. And, um, and so our process this year to get this word, we feel like the Lord has led us to freedom, but we were at some friend's house, and um, we saw our kids, we asked our kids to pray over an eight-year-old baby that had jaundice and was struggling, and, and so we stepped in, and we saw it in our son, that in that moment, prayer was a little bit harder, and I, I realized to step up here and to share with you is a little bit harder than it is to share with Gabe. And so I really felt, my wife, in praying about this, that the Lord was asking us for freedom. He says in Galatians that it is for freedom that he set us free. And through that freedom, in, verse, in chapter 5, verse 13, he says that we could serve others because he loves us. Through love, we could serve others. And so our word for 2016 is freedom. And I just wanted to encourage you guys um, in First Thessalonians, again, 
Nay, the God of peace. He is designed to speak to you. He, it says in verse 24, he is faithful. Um, he is faithful to you guys. So I, I love this idea. Travis and I were just talking Sunday, and neither one of us knew that we were going to be sharing, and we started talking about what the Lord was speaking to us. And I love that you said that. You guys have heard that theme, that the Lord is speaking to us. And, and so don't let it be, um, don't let it pass. We have an opportunity to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have for me in 2016? Thank you for sharing. I really think that's rich. So uh, one thing you can do just as a suggestion that I think is helpful, I've experienced this in my life, other people have experienced this, is just ask for that one banner word. And write it out. That kind of sums up the, the, the main theme of what Jesus is about in 2016. And then break it down even more below that and ask him for a specific word over every part of your life. Just like Matthew was saying about his family or in your work and your finances. And then hang on to that and let that be an anchor as you go about the year. So in June, this isn't just a, something that was talked about in January when we always talk about resolutions and but but it's an anchor to say wow in june jesus is just as interested in bringing this to pass as he was in january so let's pray um i just want to encourage you to close your eyes right where you're at and the way that i want to close this out is let's just take a few moments here and sit with the awareness that jesus is very very interested in speaking to you this year Just sit, just sit with that truth. Don't feel the pressure that right now in this moment you have to hear anything. But just give him your undivided attention and meditate upon that simple reality that he is so interested this year in leading you in every area of your life. God, thank you so much that you are a God who is so relational and so personal. You're so interested. We don't have to convince you to be interested. It's, it's who you are. And so, Jesus, this year, give us ears to hear you. Help us to grow in our understanding, to grow in our discernment of, on a daily basis, how we can follow you. As Paul says in Galatians, how can we keep in step with the Spirit today? God, help us to, to grow in practicing that today as we walk this out. May we keep in step with the Holy Spirit. May we respond to your nudgings and your promptings. May we hear the words that you're specifically speaking, and may we have the courage to obey. May we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. May we not lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, God, we want to submit to you and believe that you'll make our path straight. We love you, Jesus. Everybody says, amen. Amen. Well, it was good to gather with you and worship and pray and Get into the Word a little bit. Again, we do this on the first Tuesday of every month. Take one of these with you on the back. Uh, there's fire teams, men's groups. This is a great time to engage a community of men this year and grow together, pursue God together. So if you go onto the website, there's 25, 26 groups that are meeting. And so I think there's going to be a group that, that would be a good fit for you. So feel free. Uh, if you want to hang out and continue to talk and pray, you can. The next prayer meeting is going to start in here at 8 o'clock. And then the rest of the week, anytime you're free, come and join one of the prayer meetings 24-7. If it's 3 o'clock in the morning, come, pray. 
Uh, Colin will be here at 3 o'clock in the morning, right, Mr. Willis? Okay, maybe not. But somebody will be, and you can pray with somebody. So, hey, have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you soon.